Hello and welcome to episode number 42 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. This is the show where we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll um, shout out some of your comments as listeners, um, sometimes discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind, and spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs and you'll see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. And also get a hold of us if you want to help veterans um, and their families uh, with a charity of your choice. We're always looking to promote that. So get a hold of us to... Uh, discuss a partnership there and we'll uh, help you figure out how to do that and we'll help in any way we can as well Um, thanks for to everybody for the uh, likes and um, really appreciate the support Um, today we will be discussing 1993 fleer ultra Um, yes there was a 1993 fleer Um, we actually pulled that pack out of the random box that we had the other day um, there was an extra pull in the last episode, um, but uh, we're going to use that for another time. But this is Fleer Ultra. So there was Fleer and Fleer Ultra because this was the time when during the, we call it the junk wax era, they were trying to get as many cards out there as they could. So this was also made by Fleer, but it was called Ultra. Um, just a little bit about that. This is going to be a episode that's um, probably not too long, but we do have some Kurt facts that always help us out. So we appreciate that, Kurt. Um, the description of the 1993 Ultra set would be this. Um, it's a 650-card set that was released in two series of 300 and 350 cards. Um, the extra 50 cards in Series 2 were to uh, accommodate the two expansion clubs at this time. That Those were the Colorado Rockies and the Florida Marlins, and they had just joined the National League that season. Um, the product... Um, is structured similarly to the previous year's product. There's also a 92 Flare Ultra. Maybe we'll get to that at some point. Um, and going as far as, as the same as the year before to recycle the base set design. So they kind of recycled the base set design here. Um, the distribution of this, it just says that I found online. I could be wrong. There could be um, other ways it was distributed. But where I looked online, it said they were 36 packs per box for per wax box and then uh, 15 cards per pack. Um, <clears throat> there were some inserts in this um, in this uh, set in Fleer Ultra 1993. Um, they had um, award winners, home run kings, um, Dennis Eckersley cards, and then Dennis Eckersley autographs. It says that those were numbered to 2,000 for both series so you there was a chance to get one of those in series one packs and series two packs i'm trying to think of why they um chose dennis eckersley of all people to um be the person's autograph that you get you know i'm thinking you got ken griffey jr and all these different guys you know but um kurt might know that so if you anybody knows that why they chose him um, I'd like to know. Yes, he was an amazing pitcher and great closer. So maybe it had something to do with that he was getting close to the saves record. I'm just not sure. But there's a Dennis Eckersley autograph in some of the packs they were inserted. And I will uh, 
uh, try to pull that today. And um, they have there's ten up there's ten Dennis Eckersley cards you could get, and the, and uh, some of them had his autograph on them. Not many, so four thousand altogether. Two thousand in the first series and one thousand in the second, or two thousand in the second. Um, there's also a promotion card that had Dennis Eckersley and and the Fleer CEO Paul Mullen at that time, and it was issued to promote that set, um, series one set of 1993 Ultra. Um, and then also there's a three card promo strip that was issued to promote the ultra Dennis Eckersley and Fleer Tom Glavin rapper redeemer or redemption program so that you could get those as well. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else here I wanted to say. They just have some different, you know, like strikeout Kings and all rookie team cards, um, all-star cards, home run Kings. I don't know if I said some of those, but, um, Dennis Eckersley's autograph, you know, they did the kind of the same thing the year before. So I'm hoping we get to a 1992 ultra pack. I'm, I think I have some of those, but I'm not positive. Depends on what I pull out of the random rip box. But um, Gwen, the year before Tony Gwen, he had an autograph card. It was kind of, they did the same thing with Eckersley in 93 that, that they had done with Gwen before and the year before. So I'd love to get a Tony Gwen autograph. That'd be awesome. And I'm, I'm might be, I might've done a 1992 Ultra. I'm going to look here. Maybe I did that already. I can't remember. No, I think I did 91 Flare Ultra, now 93. So 92 Flare Ultra or um, Ultra has a Tony Gwynn autograph that you could look for in that. You could uh, search for that. And it says each card um, that has the autograph is embossed with the Flare logo as proof of authenticity. And I'm not sure if they are numbered or what, but I think it said they're it says 2,000 cards, so I'm just not positive on that. So uh, that's a little bit about 1993 Fleer Ultra. There wasn't a lot to find there because I think it was after the regular Fleer set. So um, we are now going to go into the segment of the podcast called Kurt Facts. Kurt Facts. Kurt Facts. So Kurt gave us some facts. You know, he doesn't always get to it, but he's been doing a great job. And thanks, Curtis, for giving us some facts. So he looks back at the episode before and maybe even some of the ones before that, but and tells us some things. <clears throat> so Curtis says that in episode 41, this was 1980 tops. So it was the last episode. So if you didn't haven't heard that one, you can go back and listen to it. But he said, I pulled several Hall of Famers in, in um, episode 41. Um, Bert Blylevin, Alan Trammell, Jeff Bagwell, and Roberto Alomar. He said Blylevin was one of his favorite tribe pitchers, um, as he, as they, as the Indians stunk during his time with them from '81 to '85 around there. But he almost won 20 games in a season twice for the tribe, and they were terrible then. And he still almost won 20 games in a couple different seasons. And a little, uh, uh, some little tidbits about him. He was born in the Netherlands, and he said he believes he's the only Hall of Famer born in the Netherlands. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Thanks, Kurt. Um, he's fifth all-time in, in strikeouts with 3,700 and 27th all-time in wins with 287. What a career. In 1985, with the Tribe, he pitched 293 innings and completed 24 games, which has never been done again. Wow. That is a cool fact. Man, I'm so thankful for Kurt Facts. Uh, Trammell's also, uh, Alan Trammell's also a Hall of Famer, uh, but what's cool to hint to Curtis about him is that um, 
He and Lou Whitaker were the double play combo for the for the Detroit Tigers for the longest continuous time in Major League history of 19 seasons. So those play those two played shortstop and second base for 19 straight seasons together. That that's never happened any other time. That's crazy. Continuous in a row, 19 seasons. He said, I pulled Tommy Herr, and he was on the 80s St. Louis Cardinals teams that were his favorite NL team at the time. And what he loved about Tommy Herr was that he drove in a lot of runs without hitting homers. I think we've said that before, but but I love that Kurt loves that. Um, he was clutch. In 1985, he drove in 110 homers or 110 RBIs while only hitting eight homers. Man, that never happens anymore. Uh, that's the last time a National Leaguer, oh, and he's telling me that now, <laughs> that's the last time a National Leaguer has driven in over 100 uh, RBI runs while hitting less than 10 homers. And an interesting note on Cecil Fielder is that he, must have pulled a Cecil Fielder, is that he and his son Prince are the only father-son Major Leaguers to have 50 homers, homer seasons at, at some time in their career. Wow, that's cool too. On Steve Sachs, um, he had what, because um, I think I talked a little bit about him in the last episode. On Sachs, he had what became known as Sachs syndrome or the yips, where he couldn't throw the ball from his second base position to first. And this is pretty funny here. In 1983, he had 30 errors, and fans sitting behind first base started wearing batting helmets because he had so many bad throws. <laughs> also, on Charles Nagy being shown with a bat, we talked about that. Brian Harmon uh, had a little his own little YouTube episode where Charles Nagy was a pitcher and he was shown with hitting and um, we were wondering why that was and Curtis says there wasn't any interleague play until about maybe 1998 but sometimes so that was before they had interleague play he said but sometimes the cameramen would catch the players playing pepper and a pitch and a pitcher might have a bat or which it looked like in this one pitchers also took batting practice um, back then and practiced bunting in case they had to pinch hit and bunt even in the American League so so Kurt's Kurt Facts. We appreciate that, Kurt. So that is the end of the second segment. Kurt Facts. Kurt Facts. Kurt Facts. Always appreciate my brother Curtis. He's amazing with stats and facts, and he knows so much about so many things, especially sports and stats. All right, at this time, we're going to, um, uh, if you head over to YouTube, you can watch me open the 1993 Fleer Ultra Wax Pack. All right, we're about to open the 1993 Fleer Ultra Wax Pack. Um, this is a Series 1 Wax Pack, uh, but <clears throat> Dennis Eckersley's autograph could be found in either um, Series 1 or Series 2 pack. So here's what the pack looks like. It's green for those of you that aren't watching the YouTube channel. If you want to go over to YouTube, go over there now. Um, if you're on the podcast, it's green with yellow lettering there, and it has a baseball. And it says, 93 Fleer Ultra Series 1 Baseball Cards Contains 14 Cards. Collect Dennis Eckersley and Award Winners Limited Edition Subsets. It says that down in, the, in a little red circle there. All right. In the back, there's some information about how to win something there again. usually has that. So we're going to go ahead and open this one, see what we get here. We're hoping for that Eckersley autograph there really weren't any rookies that were of note of note in this set i guess is kind of what it said online but if you have, if anybody knows of one that's 
a decent rookie, let me know. I know some people like different players than others, but the ones that would be worthwhile. These aren't worth much, these cards, but they're just fun to open. So, again, it's a big thing during this time, and this is Todd Zeal, that the borders just kind of weren't there. Like, I love the cards with the borders, but they kind of turned more to this, even in tops later. Um, even now, there's not really a border. It just looks like a, you took a picture. It's a photo um, with your with your camera. Um, because the pictures were better and the the feel of the cards it's like they were made pretty well but these are the type you could actually get a brick of cards i think we've had these before or you kind of have to smash them down to get them to if, if you haven't opened them in 30 years like we're doing right now sometimes they get stuck together and if you slam them down really hard without hitting the corners you can get them unstuck but you know that's taking a, a chance with messing with um um the uh, <clears throat> condition of them but i guess if the, if you're if you're peeling them peeling them off of each other that would even be worse because when you peel it off then parts of the card on the top get stuck to the next card down so you you find try to find your best way to not um, ruin the condition but these aren't too bad they're coming apart okay there's todd zeal and then so they had a picture on the front and then they had a pic couple pictures of them on the back that's pretty cool and uh it says Fleer Ultra up in the corner, and then it has his name in the bottom, and then his team he's on, Cardinals, and then his position, which was third base this year. And uh, then it has, looks like it has, looks like it has one or two years, let's see. Looks like it just has one year of their stats, and then it has their major league totals. So the next one is Rick Aguilera, and some good years. Here's some that are kind of sticking together, if you can hear. I kind of pulled it apart there, but it didn't leave much of it. it the condition's fine. Um, Moises Alou. Next is Kevin Brown. Mike Gallego. You can kind of listen to the, as I pull them apart, you can hear that they're a little bit stuck together. So these still aren't going to be in great shape because there is a little bit of stickiness to them so the top of the card if you looked at it with a magnifying glass it would probably have little parts of it that weren't in great condition that no, wasn't too bad kyle abbott james austin wow what a pack so far not brady anderson that's the guy that had you know I don't know, 20 homers, 20 homers, and then 50 one year or something like that because he was probably on steroids. Uh, but I'm not positive, so I don't want to throw him under the bus. Milt Kyler. Derek Bell. He had some good seasons. Rich Amaral. Oh, your, your favorite and mine. Wow, this one's kind of stuck. Stan Belinda. And here is a where's one that's a rookie, Pedro Astacio. So if you on YouTube and you can see it says rookie up in the corner there, it says Alt Flare Ultra Rookie with a little ribbon, looks like. And then last but not least, Paul Ossenmacher or Paul Button Muncher. <laughs> 
Paul Ossenmacher. Sorry, man, not making fun of you, but I'm sure you've heard that joke a million times. He had some good years. All right, that's the last card there. And I'm uh, going to pull out the name of our person that won the uh, free wax packs and the cards from this podcast. We got Scott Finley. Scott Finley, my buddy. Thanks, Scott, for the support. And I'll send you your cards out here pretty soon. All right, let's go back to the uh, end of the podcast and finish her up. All right, just a reminder, you can contact us in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. And we're always looking to promote veterans charities. charities so get a hold of us if you'd like to be a part of that. Um, and we appreciate everybody tuning in for the 1993 Flare Ultra episode. And uh, this has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.